Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. God is going to raise up the younger generation like never before. And God is going to use them worldwide. God is going to wake them up in the middle of the night. And he's going to speak to them just like he spoke to Samuel. Now I understand why God wanted me to bring this message. Y'all, it was a struggle. Lord knows it was because sometimes we want to bring what we want to bring. But Proverbs 22, 6, if you have your Bible, if you have your iPad, if you have your iPhone, turn with me to Proverbs 22, 6. I'm reading out New King James Version. And some should already be there. The word of God says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Look at God. God's so funny. You may be seated. Because God want me to bring to you today learned behavior. Learned behavior. God know how to line up his stuff. Learned behavior. And learned behavior is what you have been taught. It's what you have learned from somebody or something. That's what learned behavior is. When we look at that verse, it says train up a child. When we look at the word train, when you look it up in Hebrew, it means dedicate. It means that you're going to dedicate that child in the way that he should go. And the way that we want to dedicate our children is in the way of the Lord. And the Bible gives us a promise that if we train them up in the way that they shall go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Now, as we know, we can train our children, some of us, in the way that they should go. But the enemy comes in through different things, through the media. He come in through uh, social media. He come in through what? The television. He come in through the airways. He come in through the school. He come in through all different ways, through gangs or drugs or whatever it may be. But if we train them. Dedicate them unto the Lord. And see, that's what people miss when children are born. The first thing they want to do is dress them up pretty, bring them to church on that day and say, can you dedicate my child? Do you really know what dedicating your child means? Are you saved? Are you and your husband? Are you and your boyfriend? Are y'all saved folk talking about bringing a baby and dedicating it to the Lord and you living like heathens? This is true. 
We don't just dress our babies up and make them look pretty and then say, sprinkle a little bit of water over them and put the word of God over them. I believe they have a call on their life. If you believe that, you got to train them in the way of the Lord. In the way that God will have for them to be. That means you're giving them unto the Lord. You're saying, God, I'm giving this baby. I'm giving this child unto you. God, I will not put nothing before his eyes or her eyes that is out of the way concerning you. God, I want to raise them in the right way before the Lord. So that's what dedicating a child is. That means you're training them in the way that they should go. The right way, not the wrong way. And we don't want to live any kind of way in front of them. So when the Lord showed me this, he said, when you train a child, you're conditioning them. Conditioning means the process of training or accustoming a person or animal to behave in a certain way or to accept certain circumstances. So you're conditioning them. You're training them in a certain way to accept certain circumstances. So this example of this dog, and it's cruel, but it's true, what they did to this dog. This dog, for four whole weeks, they put this dog on a chain. They put food two feet away from this dog. And this dog, for four whole weeks, would reach out to get the food because he was hungry. But he could not get the food, but it was causing great pain because as he launched out, it was hurting his neck. So he tried this for four whole weeks. They gave the dog water, but the dog could never get to the food. So after four whole weeks of doing that dog that way, conditioning that dog that way, they took the chain off the dog. They left the food in front of the dog, but the dog would not move to the food. Why? Because the dog got so trained and so conditioned with pain. That pain helped him stay away from what he needed. So through him staying away from it, when they gave it to him, the dog wouldn't even go to it. I'll give you an example with us. My son and my daughter had dogs in our backyard, and they had a pen they were shut up in. So when my son would go feed my daughter's dog, which is Destiny, after a while, he could leave the pen open. She would not come out. She was trained. She was conditioned to live that way. So even though the door was open and say, you free to go, the dog wouldn't move. So what am I saying? For a long time, the devil has trained. He has conditioned all of us before we accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. Because the Bible said you were born in sin. You were shaped in iniquity. David said, in sin, my mother conceived me. So David even knew that he was born in sin. So you were born in the kingdom of darkness. So when we go back, and this is where I'm going back, y'all. I'm going back through Adam. So I'm going to move along as the Holy Spirit had me to move along. But I am not going to stop doing and saying what God wants me to do. If you want to leave in the midst of it, like I said, we got two doors back here and we got one up here. You're free to go. But I'm not going to stop doing what God has called me to do because I'm out to please God and not man. Regardless if you don't like me or not, you have to know the truth. When we go back to the book in the beginning, 
When we look what God created in the beginning, when we're dealing with in the beginning, God created. That means Elohim. That's who God was. He was the creator. He was the one that made things be that were not. He took nothing and made it out of something. So God was the one that was before all things. There was no other God but God. He is self-existence. Nobody did not create him. God is just who he is. He is Jehovah. He is self-existing. So he created everything the way he wanted to be. How did he do it? By saying, let there be. And there was. When God said, let there be, the Holy Spirit was there to release the power of God, to allow things to be like God wanted them to be. The word was there, which was Jesus Christ. In God is God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity. One God, but it's three persons. Amen. So all of them were there in the beginning. So in the beginning, after he created everything, told everything how he wanted to be, God saved the best for last. Then he used his words to create these, um, you know, creation. But when he got to us, we were created ba- based on him. Y'all got to catch this. We were created based on God. God said, let us create man in our image and in our likeness. Mean God said, man is going to be like us. Man ain't going to be like the creation was. Man is going to be like us, meaning that we were going to be spirit beings just like God. So by him doing this and saying this, he told man, this is what I want you to do. Be fruitful and multiply. He created male. He created who? He created female. He told us to have dominion. He told us to subdue. He told us to rule over the earth. The heavens and the heavens are the Lord, but the earth belongs to the children of men, according to Psalms 115. So God gave us dominion. He gave us right. God gave us everything we needed in that garden to survive. Everything in that garden, God made it before he put man in it. God loves us. He didn't just give us something half-heartedly. God said, I'm going to give you everything you need, and I'm going to place you in the midst of what I have created, and it's good. When When he got to man, he said that everything he created was good, but then at the end of creating man, he said it was very good. Come on, somebody. So evidently, we were special. He said it was very good, and then the Bible said in Um, Genesis 2, that God rested on the seventh day. He rested because he completed it. He completed everything. That means that everything God created, God said, I don't have to go and do a redo. It ain't no redo with my creation. It is what it is. So after he did that, God, we know what he did. He told um, the earth. He created man from the earth. He breathed the breath of life into man. Man became a living being. We were already spirit beings, but God said, I need a man to walk upon this earth and to take care of my creation. He told the man, I want you to watch over it. I want you to guard it. I want you to tend to it. This is what he had told Adam, but inside Adam, there was Eve. Eve woman was already inside of man. So everything in that one man was everything that was needed to do what God wanted to do. Remember God said be fruitful and multiply. So God already made provisions in that one man. That man mean human beings, humankind, mankind. So in that man was everything that God needed 
to do what he called forth. So we know that he placed him in the garden. He told him, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, you will surely die. That means he was going to die a physical death. I mean, a spiritual death, not a physical death. Then God said, it's not good that man should be alone. So God took that man he made, and guess what he did? He took out of that man what was already in that man, which was one man. He took her out, and Adam recognized this is bone of my bone, this is flesh of my flesh. See, when we follow the Bible, we will know it's Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. And you do not go off of God's creation. See, this is learned behavior. I'm, gonna, I'm teaching about learned behavior. People are trying to twist the word of God because they're trying to appease what's wrong and trying to make it right. They're trying to make evil good and good evil. And that's not what God created. And when we know what God created, we want to stand on what God created. We want to stand on what we believe. We don't want to go outside of what we believe. It does not mean that God does not love them. It means that God hates sin. He don't hate the individual. He hates sin. How do I know? Because the Bible said, for God so loved the world. So God loved the whole world. God dearly prized the whole world. He didn't have any respectable person. God loved us all, but he gave us a right to choose. So we see what happened. Adam and Eve, they were married. They were in the garden. God told them what not to do. We know that Beelzebub, Satan, he was in that garden waiting. He used part of God's creation. Y'all know what happened when he used part of the creation. They were disobedient unto God. And then sin came into the world through one man. Remember I taught. We all part of one race. There ain't no black, there ain't no white, there ain't no Mexican. We all part of Adam. And everything in Adam was all racist. Y'all hear me? We got this racist thing. That's not how God started out. That's how man started out. This is learned behavior. Everybody, when they bleed, they bleed the same color blood. I don't think a white person got orange blood and I got red. Or they got red blood and I got orange. But sometimes it do turn a little funny, don't it? But anyway, we got the same blood. If we bleed, we're going to bleed the same blood. Because we're part of Adam. This is why the Bible say, through Adam... All of us have sinned. Through one man, sin came into the world. And through that sin, death came upon all of us. Sin came upon all of us. And God had to take care of this sin. So what did God do? When Adam and Eve sinned, before they were naked. Nakedness did not bother them. They were free agents. It did not bother them because everything God created was good. There was no perversion in the garden. But then after they sinned and their eyes was open to evil, they saw that they were naked. And what did they try to do? They tried to cover up on their own. That's self-righteousness. Like I can do this myself. But what did God do? God covered them with animal skin. He killed the animal. He covered them with animal skin. And I'm trying to go fast because I want to show you where I'm going. After he did that, God could not leave them in that garden. Why? Because sin was in them. So God said, I can't leave them in this garden. So he took them out of the garden. He put the um, 
ain't sharpens right there to guard it so they wouldn't come back. Why? He said, I can allow you to eat from this tree of life and live in this condition forever because this is not my way. My way is not sin. My way is life. My way is light. I'm not darkness. I'm about light. So we have to understand we have to do things God's way. Now, if God took them out of that garden because it was life in that garden, light and darkness can't mix. Catch it, y'all. Light and darkness cannot mix. You cannot say, oh, how I love Jesus and scrap them the fence every day. You can't do it. You can't be trying to be a witness to God and live in any kind of way. Y'all, it's no big sin. It's no little sin. It's S-I-N. It's sin. Everything outside of God is sin. You cannot look at a homosexual and make them worse than a lie. It's still sin. You can't make a murderer worse than a homosexual. It's still sin. Sin is sin. And God don't look on sin. So then we see what happened. They were out of that garden. But one thing I want you to understand, when they were in that garden, they were taught. Because the Bible said that in the cool of the day, that God and, and Adam were taught. They were taught with God. So they knew God's way of doing and God's way of being because God gave them a commandment. So God had to be speaking to them, letting them know this is what you do. This is what you don't do. They were set up the right way. Everything was so good. They didn't have to know about evil because everything was so good. So once they knew about evil, Adam and Eve began to have children. Now, see, when you read the Bible and it goes into Genesis 4, it looks as if it says Adam knew Eve. So it's saying, oh, he knew her for the first time. Come on, let's don't be ignorant. Ain't no way Adam, when he saw his wife the first time, didn't touch her and did not obey that command. So it was sons and daughters that was already there through Adam and Eve before Cain and Abel came. Let me explain. God had to always get a righteous seed. He had to get a godless seed. So there were many sons and daughters, but God knew, no, that ain't the right seed. So you got to go and come again because I got Abel on my mind. And I know it's about time for Abel. So Adam, get in there and do your job and know your wife. So he knew her and then here come Cain. Then after Cain, it says that, you know, then Abel um, came. But then people said that Cain and Abel were twins. No, they weren't. Just because it say later don't mean she popped him out right after Cain. It's later. Anyway, so they had Cain and Abel. So they were already taught. Because Adam had to tell them what happened in that garden. What mother or father would not inform you what they went through so you don't have to go back. Come on, somebody. We as parents. Come on, high sedity parents. Prideful parents, I want my daughter and son to look up to me. Everything I did, they don't need to know. Yeah, they do. They need to know that ain't right, that ain't right, and that ain't right. How you know, mom and daddy? Because we did it and found out it wasn't right. So we had to live through what we did wasn't right. And I don't want you to go that way. Quit being so proud and arrogant. Because kids going to ask you some questions. Because if you don't tell them, they going somewhere else in school and they'll say, well, mama, I give you an example. This is funny. 
my son, Jolly Green Giant. I took him to daycare and, you know, sometimes we don't discuss different things because we think they're too little. And you don't want to tell them too much. You know, you just tell them just enough, right? Some things you just don't want to say right then. So one day I took him, we took him to daycare, and the lady that was his provider, she said, Miss Bryant, I need to talk with you. I said, huh? She said, I need to talk with you. And I said, what you need to talk to me about? And she said, I need to talk to you about Jeremy. Jeremy said something to me. I said, what the word did he say to you? She said, I was holding him, and he said, he called her name, and I'm not going to call her name. I like your hearts. She said, he called them hearts. So I said, okay. I said, I'm so sorry. Now, the reason why he called them things hearts is because one day it was a dog. And I don't know if my husband remembers. The dog was walking a mother dog. And, you know, she had to get a puppy's milk. And Jeremy said, what's that? What you say, hearts? Learn behavior. My husband told him it was hearts. So when he seen a woman with him, he said, I like your learned behavior. I'm just giving y'all some, some of y'all done the same thing instead of telling them the truth. You can laugh all you want, but some of y'all are remembering back. Oh, Lord. So that was learned behavior. So anytime a child catch you off guard and say different things to you, like, Jeremy was telling my daughter about some kind of disease called claps or something. And my daughter said, Daddy, what's that? She said, learn. So what do you think she was going to school to say when somebody mentioned that? Daddy say, learn behavior because we don't want to tell our kids the truth. We don't want to tell them what we've done because we want them to look up to us like we do no wrong. Come on, some of you church folks are holy in your spirit. But when somebody asks you, did you sleep around when you were say, why you asked me something like that? Yeah, you did. You were saved, sanctified, and speaking in them tongues and having an affair. But God forgave you. So it ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Say, yeah, baby, before I learned what I learned, I knew it was wrong. But I did it anyway. But because of his grace and mercy, he delivered me from that. Y'all better come on, somebody. Church, quit lying. You're doing some stuff now. Some people say, I knew I shouldn't have come up in here this morning. I know your name. That's why he talks with me. That's why he tells me I am his own. Yes, yes, Lord. Is this good or what? Learn behavior. It's things that we learn and it's things that we were taught that we thought was right until we got older and found out that ain't right. That is nowhere right. I've been doing that for years and found out that's not right. So we have to train our children up in the way they should go. So we see here that Adam and Eve had to tell Cain and Abel and their children what went on in that garden. 
How do I know? Because Cain, he was a tiller of the ground. And we know Abel, he was the keeper of the sheep. So when it was time to present an offering before the Lord, we see that Cain gave God what he had from the ground. Now, it was not like Cain couldn't get no animal. But he gave God what he had, and that was pretty good, right? In the process of time. But Cain's offering was not accepted, but Abel's offering was. So Cain was very angry. This is what the Bible says. He was very angry. Now, let me stop right there. I want to help a few folks out. That anger that uh, Cain had, we know it come through the fall. But you have anger, but it got to be a righteous anger. You can get angry because the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That's a righteous anger. Meaning that I'm going to like what God like and I'm going to hate what God hate. So there is a righteous anger. This anger that King had was not no righteous anger. King had an anger that was coming from rejection. It was coming from jealousy because he saw God accepted Abel and did not accept me. So his countenance fell. When God saw his countenance, God went to tell King. Let's read what God told King. That is Genesis, the fourth chapter. God told Cain, he said, so the Lord said to Cain, why, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And it is desire, it's desirous for you, but you shall rule over it. So God was telling Cain, He was letting him know, don't let your anger get you into something that you cannot get out of. Now, we got to understand the Bible says, be quick to hear, be slow to speak, and then slow to wrath. Why does he say be quick to hear in the book of James, the first chapter? He says this because if you keep your mouth shut and let people talk, Before you answer too quick, you won't get angry. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? But sometimes what happens is when you're full of anger, we have some people that's full of anger because of their childhood. Because of things that happened to them in their childhood that they have not dealt with, that they have allowed anger to take place in their life. So if anybody hit the wrong button, you're going to get it. So if you don't deal with anger, anger is going to deal with you. All of us know some of the things that we have went through, whether it's our childhood, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in our family, whether it's on our job. If you don't deal with that anger, I don't care how saved you are and how long you've been saved. It is learned behavior that you have not dealt with and you're going to end up acting out. So Cain, God told Cain how to handle it. See, God is such a good God. He's not going to leave you in the state that you're in. He told him sin lies at the door and it waits on you. If you don't close this door to anger, you're going to go do something else. Y'all know what happened. God told Cain what to do. Cain didn't listen to God. He ended up murdering his brother. And God asked him, where is Cain, your brother? Where is Abel, your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? He was still angry. Why are you still asking me about Abel? 
You already done rejected me. I'm paraphrasing. You already done rejected me and you still unable. He said his blood is crying from the ground. See, God knows what you do. Even when it looked like you ain't done nothing. God knows the hate in your heart even when you're showing all 32. God knows how you feel about a person even if you're hanging with the person and act like you love the person. God said, I know the hate you have for that person and I know the devil's waiting for an opportune time for you to kill that person. Pastor, I ain't going to kill nobody. You done done it with your mouth. Watch your mouth. I ain't hurt nobody, apostle. I ain't shot nobody. You did it with your mouth. Because words will kill you. And when you get angry and you speak those words, you speak them in the atmosphere when you say, I hope you die. See, that's anger coming out of you. And when you say that, that those words that you're saying is setting up for that person to have a short life. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. So we see what happened with Cain and Abel. So he killed Abel. But that didn't stop God. Because the Bible says this is what Cain did. This is the ungodly line of Cain. God put a mark on Cain. Because this is how we know that they had more brothers and sisters. I'm going to prove that to you. Look at uh, Genesis 4. And we're going to look at verse 14. Well, 13, and King said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. So, you know, it was people already on the earth. Read your Bible. So it was people before Cain and Abel. So it had to be the sisters and brothers because the only ones that was there was Adam and Eve. Right? So when you read your Bible and you study the Bible, things will begin to fill in. So we see that what King did, he started his family. And by him starting that ungodly seed, we see learned behavior. He had a um, grandson, and this grandson began to say in verse 19, Then Limich took for himself two wives. I'm going to go further what he did. He killed, verse 23, then Lemon said to his wives, I can't even pronounce their name, Ada and Zala, heard my voice, wives of Lemon, listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man from hurting me. If king shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lemon seventy-sevenfold. Look at that. Learn behavior. Now, how did he know that king did this? They had to talk about it. They had to talk about what King did to his brother. So then they go to grandson. How many he killed? Was it seven? So look at him. He ended up killing just like Cain. So guess what happened? God wasn't through yet. God ended up having another seed through Adam and Eve, which was a godly seed, which was Seth. Then they begin to call on the Lord again. Follow me because I want to show you something. When we get to chapter 5, it's showing you the family of Adam. It's showing you Cain's descendants. Um, it showed you Cain in chapter 4. And chapter 5 is showing you Seth's descendants. And through Seth came Noah. Y'all get it? 
So we had to understand that God had to have another godly seed so they can begin to call on the Lord. So when you get to chapter 6, understand, and chapter 6, this is where people get it wrong. Cain had the ungodly uh, line, and um, Seth had the godly line. So when you get to chapter 6, it says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they choose. See, Seth's line should not have hooked up with King line because they were ungodly. So as the earth began to multiply, this is what they were doing. They were hooking up with the ungodly line of Cain. By them doing this, it says, God said, my spirit shall not scribe with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God, the sons of God is Seth line, the godly line, came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were old men of Reon. People were saying these were angels. No. This was the ungodly line having relations with the ungodly line. They didn't supposed to do that. So what happened? By them doing all of this, guess what happened? I want y'all to see verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. God said he was sorry that he had made man because man brought wickedness upon the earth. So this is what happened. It was so much wickedness. It was so much sin. It was coming from the core of their being, from their heart. That's all they knew. That's all that God saw. So God found Noah. See, he had a godly seed. It was Noah. He said, Noah, I'm going to destroy the whole earth. I'm going to destroy the animals. I'm going to destroy all the people. He said, I want you to get your sons, their wives, your wife. I want you to take these animals. He told them how to do it. Because Noah was found righteous. See, even in the midst of all that ungodliness, there was somebody whose heart was towards the Lord. So God chose Noah. He built the ark. Y'all know what happened. He um, killed all of them off except Noah. It was eight of them, eight men, new beginning. They say it stayed on that ark. How many? Uh, 40 days, 40 nights. It was a long time on that ark. That's a time of testing. So after all of that was over, I want you to keep following me through. Remember the learned behavior, right? So Noah came up with another generation. Now, that's why you got to follow the generations in the Bible to know how Jesus come about. And then you will understand the Bible even the more. So we see through Noah, um, three sons, we have Shem, Ham, and is it, um, what's his name? Jason. We have them three. But look what Ham did. Ham went when Noah... Now check this out. Noah was righteous, but Noah got drunk off of the, the um, vineyard. I guess Noah was happy. Look at all this right here. He just drunk. That was just glutton. You know, he just kept drinking. So the son, he went in and saw his dad naked. He came out and told the other two um, siblings, and guess what? It was wrong. They went in, and they didn't look at their dad, but they covered him up, which was right. So we see that he said, you're going to end up having Canaan, you know, and da-da-da-da-da. But through Shem, that's the godly line. See, that was Abraham. See, if you follow your Bible, you will see God always was looking for a godly seed. 
And he was taking that seed through the generation. God always have a plan, y'all. No matter if everybody in the family act up, God got his eye on somebody in that family that he's going to say, they're going to take care of what I need to have taken care of. They may mess up, but they're going to turn their heart back towards me. God knows who he have chosen in a family to carry on his righteousness, to do right, to do things the right way. And those are the ones that hate it. Because they say, you think you're too holy. You think you can't do what we do. No, I do what God tells me to do. If you're wrong, you're wrong. So if you look at me, you're looking at him because I'm not going to do nothing outside of him. If you hate me, you hated him. Because when I found out his way of doing, I changed my behavior. We got to understand it ain't about us. It's about him. And if you have the love of God in your heart, you should love your sister and brother so much that you don't want them to fall in a ditch no matter how mad they get it at you. You getting ready to go in a ditch, brother. Because if you go lay with that woman, you don't know what you're going to get up with. Because God tell us that woman belonged to another man. That ain't your wife. Get off your bed of affliction. But some of us say, there ain't none of my business. You'd rather go tell somebody else, I saw him creeping. Don't tell it. Don't tell nobody. And you saved. Don't know that man could get shot. I'm going to back that up. I got to back it up because the Holy Spirit is bringing this for a reason. I can hear Willie over there. Bring it. Don't worry, Brother Willie. I'm bringing it. I got to find it. Oh, here it is right here. Proverbs, the sixth chapter. Listen at this. Verse 32. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get. And his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy, listen at this, is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased till you give him many gifts. No, he ready to kill you. That's the word, y'all. So don't think people can go around here dipping and tripping. You better know Jesus. And if you know Jesus, well, you wouldn't be dipping and tripping. When you go forward, you'll be walking backwards. Going home where you belong. Oh, it's so quiet in here. So we see how God was going through the Bible with the righteous seed. And we see through Noah what happened through Noah. So through Shem, we see who came. Abraham came, right? But understand... Through Abraham, them, there was still idol worship. Y'all, there was still idol worshipers. So what God did, he had to get Abraham from around that idol worship. So when he began to speak to Abraham, but if y'all catch this, Abraham of the brother, um, was it Terah? I believe it was Terah. Let me go back before I get there. I'm, I'm, I'm too fast. I'm too fast. Too fast. Y'all pay attention. I'm too fast. So we see, yeah, it was. It was Terah. Now, Terah lived 70 years and we got Abraham, Nohar, and Hiram. 
This is Noah's dad. But through one of his uh, brothers, we know one of his brothers died. He, later on, he was still serving idols. We know Abraham took Lot. Y'all know that. Abraham obeyed God. He came out from among that idol worship. Abraham was taught that. He was taught about that was learned behavior. Abraham heard God's voice and he left that lifestyle. So God began to make a covenant with Abraham. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with you. And through you, all the earth is going to be blessed. When you look at blessed in the Bible, look at all the ones God put blessed on. Those are the ones that carried it all the way through to Jesus. So we see that Abraham, he listened to God. He even had to get rid of Lot. Now check Lot out. Lot and him, they had strife. Look how righteous that Abraham was because he'd been around the Lord. When strife came in the camp, you go left, I'll go right. You go right, I'll go left. No matter which way you go, I'll go the opposite direction. Why? Because Abraham knew God to the point, no matter where I am, God is going to be there for me. God is going to fight my battle. God is going to give me everything that I need. See, he has some righteous behavior because he knew God. So we know that they separated because Lot saw Sodom and Gomorrah and it looked so green. It was flourishing. So he said, all right, I'm going over here. I don't have to do nothing. It's already set up for me. That's the way of the world. Okay, so Lot did this. But remember now, there was idolatry in their family, right? So there was still some things that Lot had to learn. When he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, checked Lot out. He went into a city that was so corrupt that when those angels came because of, you know, God sent the angels in there. They was going to blow up Sodom and Gomorrah. And look at Lot. Lot was willing to give his daughters... To keep those men safe. But guess what ended up happening a lot? The daughters end up sleeping with their own daddy. To bring some other, so he can have some grandkids. Look at this. So we see throughout the Bible, there was some learned behavior. Now I'm getting somewhere. If you keep reading your Bible, you will see this learned behavior. You will see how things are happening in the Bible. But God had a person to teach people the right way, the things that they should do, just like Noah. Noah was so righteous, he was telling them what they were doing was wrong. They were not listening to Noah. So guess what? We know what came. The flood came and wiped them all out. God does not leave you by yourself. When God see you going the wrong way, he always have somebody to speak to you to tell you don't go that way. He always have somebody to speak to you to show you his grace, his mercy, his love. Because God loves you so much. Now I'm going to speed on up. We get through um, Abraham. We get through Isaac. We get through Jacob. And we know the patriots come through Jacob. There was 12 of them, right? But before I got to go back to Joseph, because the Lord telling me to go back to Joseph. Y'all know what happened with Joseph. The, the brothers hated Joseph because they felt like he was loved more. See what I'm saying? This learned behavior that we have because we feel rejected. Through rejection, you will hurt somebody. And the reason why you hurt somebody, and I'm feeling this in the room. When you feel rejected, you will talk down at somebody so you can be lifted up. You will begin to find everybody flaws except your own. That person flaws so people look at them the wrong way so you can be lifted up so people think you all that. That's what rejection does. So this is, Joseph was rejected. Through that rejection, there was jealousy, there was hatred, 
And you know what? If we don't be careful, there's control. They want to be in control. So anything that Joseph came and told them that was right, they hated him even the more. Because God gave Joseph the dream. And they said, we're not bowing down before you. You think you're going to be ruler over us? Uh Uh-uh, get out of my face. But we know what happened to Joseph. Joseph went from the pit. He went from the, what, the pit, the prison, and then the palace. Pit, prison, and palace. But Joseph had to go through. Now I want to talk about that. Joseph knew the Lord, even in his going through. This is how you're going to know if you really know him. Don't think just because you saved, you're not going to go through nothing. When you go through, it shows you where you are with the Lord. Some of us is still questioning God. Why am I going through this? God said, because I'm making you, I'm molding you, I'm shaping you into the image you need to be. I am the potter, you are the clay. Why you think you don't need to go through? Because I'm not putting you in position until I script you. Some of y'all don't want to be scripted nothing. Some of y'all don't want nobody to ask you nothing because you think you just too proud to fall. You got to humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God before you can be exalted in due season. If you're not ready to be humble, you're not ready to be exalted, baby. So Joseph went through. He went through with his brothers. Come on. How can God give him a dream? Come on, some of us had dreams. Just like Martin Luther King had a dream. And through that dream that Martin Luther King had, he went through something, even death. But God used him for the time that he needed to be used. One day. So we see what happened with Joseph. Joseph went through in the family. Come on, you would think. Not my brothers. Come on, anybody except my brother. Why not your brother and sister? The enemy going to use whomever he want to use. He going to use the closest one to you. Why not them? So it was his own family that did him that way. But Joseph did not give up on the Lord. He knew God to the point that I believe when he was in that pit, he began to call on the Lord and say, Lord, I remember what you told me. Lord, I remember what you said. So it brought him out of the pit. He got sold to Potiphar. He was in his house. He had favor with Potiphar. Why? Because the favor of God was upon Joseph. But then the devil wanted to come in there and lie on him. The wife wanted to have him. And Joseph said, I can have anything. But one thing I can't have is you. Because you belong to, come on, he knew the commandments. He was well taught. His behavior that he learned was the right behavior. You do not sleep with another man's wife. That's against the commandment of God. He knew that. So she kept pressing in on him. Come on, man, you're going to know who you really love. Baby, I love you all the way through it. I love you, Uh uh-huh. Baby, I was thinking about you, Uh uh-huh. You weren't thinking about nobody but yourself. You thought about a woman after you left that other woman alone. Then you thought about what you did that wasn't right. See, people don't want to talk about that in church. Some people saying, hush, hush, apostle, hush. Everything in my belly coming up and coming out. If you're getting mad, it's all right with me. Because God 
God is here to help you, to show you. Quit making an excuse. You know what was right before you laid there. You knew what was right when it came in before you. But Joseph knew. No, I'm a sinner against God. I ain't worrying about man. I'm thinking about who I serve. So he ran out of there. She used something against him to cause him to go to prison. But what she didn't know is you wasn't trying to. What happened to him, it had to happen. Then he was in prison. God gave him favor, even in prison. And it took him to the palace. So the very family members, I want somebody to hear this today. If you're hated by your family, by your brothers and sisters, they got to come right back around to you. Because whatever God took you through, he didn't take you through for you. He took you through for a nation. So that whole family had to come back to Joseph. Did Joseph cry a little bit? Yes, he did. But he got himself together and said, God, I knew what you say. Love those who hate me. Bless those who curse me. Pray for those who spitefully use me. So what he went through when they thought that Joseph was going to really kill him, he said, "Uh uh-uh. Basically what the devil meant for harm, God turned it around and made it. Come on, you got to be in a place with God to go through. You got to be in a place with God when people are talking about you, when they're lying on you, when you know you ain't done no wrong. You got to hear the verse. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. You don't have to do nothing but stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because I'm making your enemies your footstool. That's the behavior I have learned. People say, Apostle, how do you deal with what you, what you go through? I deal with it with the word. God, you ain't told me to say nothing even though they lie. You ain't told me to respond to that. I don't have to respond to no lie because I know the truth. Hmm. See, you got to learn God's way instead of the world's way. The world's way say, cuss them out. The world's way say, hate them, you don't need them. The world's way say, don't even come to my house. Come on in, take a seat. Oh, Lord. See, if you put God first, you can handle your worst enemy. For 23 years in ministry, did I think I wasn't going to be talked about? Did I think I was not going to be hated? Mm -mm. Did I think the ones that is close to me wouldn't come against me? Mm -mm. Why? Because I read the word. When the word said, I said, okay, thank you, Lord. God will warn you about people. He'll show you what people are going to do before they do it. When people come in the church, God, let me know when they're going to leave the church. God will prepare you. He don't let nothing come upon you unaware. He lets you know when people talk and even when they think they don't hear you. What? No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. So we got to understand learned behavior. It's things that people learn. So we see when it went through. You have. You have Adam. You went from Adam. You went to 
Abel. Then you went to Seth. Then you went to who? Noah. Then after Noah, you went through Abraham. Then after Abraham, you went to Isaac. You went to Jacob. Then through Jacob and them, you go, well, I miss Joseph. But then you, you going on. Now I want to talk about Moses. Ain't God good. I'm moving fast. But then we look at Moses. We're looking at what happened to Moses. When Joseph died, the king already set them up in a place. They did not have things that they had to go through. But God warned Abraham. He let him know that those people, they were going to go through for 400 and some years. So if God tell you something, you better be preparing yourself. You better get yourself in a place because God's going to let you know what's going to happen. He said, I'm telling you ahead of time so you can go ahead and prepare yourself. Because, see, I'm making you. So Moses come along, but what had happened was when that other king came in, after that Pharaoh died, he looked at those people multiplying. He said, oh, they're multiplying too much. We got to put so much work on them, and the more work he put on them, the more they multiply. <laughs> Look at that. That didn't stop them. Why? Because they said, God told us to be fruitful and multiply. Work us all you want. We're still going to be obedient to God. So even though he worked them hard, did what he did, he had to raise up Moses. See, God always have a plan. And what he did, he put Moses into Pharaoh's house. His mother was Pharaoh's daughter. He learned the way of the Egyptians, y'all. And look at this. I'm like, God, you put him in that house for 40 years. Moses was learning the way of the Egyptians, but he knew where he was from. His mother taught him when he was with her, but he learned the ways of the Egyptians. Now think about it. He saw how hard they were working. He saw what they were going through. But one day, Moses' heart was turned towards his people. When he saw that Egyptian beating on a Hebrew, he killed him. When he saw the Hebrews coming against each other, he said, you're brethren. Why are you coming against each other? Oh, you're going to do us like you did the Egyptian. So Moses knew it's time for me to get out of Dodge. But hold it now. Check this. Moses was loving his life as an Egyptian. But when his heart turned, I'm going somewhere. You may be saved and you may have been saved for 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden you never had a heart to give. You gave, but you never had a heart to give your last. All of a sudden, your heart is so turned towards just giving, just giving, just giving. And you're saying, man, I have compassion on what they're doing. And you just lay it down with no trouble. That's because your heart has turned. So when his heart turned, he was helping his brethren. So Moses ran, and this is what happened. Y'all know what happened. He ended up with Laban, and it was still in the family some kind of way, right? That high priest. Anyway, guess what happened to Moses? When the girl came back and told him what was going on and how this man had helped her, she identified Moses as an Egyptian. How did she do this if Moses was a Hebrew? His appearance was an Egyptian, but inside his heart was Hebrew. Y'all understand what I'm saying? God don't look at the outer. God look at the inner. Because they know why is an Egyptian helping us? But it was what was in Moses' heart. So God was raising Moses up to be a deliverer. But, But check this out. It was 40 years that Moses 
had to be raised up. Oh, y'all better hear it. Moses had to be taught hard work. Moses was not used to working. He was not used to God's way. He was used to Egyptians ways because he had learned behavior. God had to root all that up. So at the time for Moses to go back, Moses was ready. God had to teach him his way. I can't do this and I can't do that. God said, am I not God? God spent a lot of time with Moses before Moses could go back and do what God would have for him to do. And I was always wondering, Lord, Moses was getting rejected. He was getting rejected all the time. But God said, I have raised Moses up to a place that when man say no, he know I'm a yes. So each time the man said no and Moses come to me and I told him what to do, Moses stepped back up and did it because he trusted God more than he trusted Egypt. See, some of us, Want to get behind the pulpit just because we can quote scriptures. But if you ain't been through no wilderness, if you ain't been through some things, you ain't going to stand behind a pulpit long. Come on, I can tell you some things. When the ministry looked like it didn't have no money, Jennifer no in red. That's when God said, I want you to go out and do this. Okay. Why? Because God had raised me up. What did he do? He put me on a job where I was rejected, where I was talked about, where they took my money. But God showed me how to make it with no money, with no increase. God said, now I can trust you with my people. But some of y'all don't want to go through nothing, but you want to come up and try to take a position and you don't want to go through ridicule. Everything ain't going to be good. God said, I got to tear you down to build you back up. You got too much learned behavior in you that ain't me. Where did you get that? Traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. So see, some of y'all still sitting in those seats because God said, I got to root it up. That's why this ministry is called Root Up and, and Little Ethan. Look at him. Y'all should have gave him the vision. Let him say it. Root up, tear down the strongholds. Do y'all know what rooting up is? When you've been in the world for so long, just because you're sitting in a church, don't mean that the world ain't still in you. You are in the world, but you're not of the world, so you don't do what the world does. So how do we get our behavior to change? Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know what the good and acceptable will of God is. You will be able to prove it. But if you're not renewing your mind, you're going to still act like the world and say, I'm saved. You don't have to tell nobody you saved because once your mind is renewed, they're going to know what kingdom you belong to. Because your behavior is different. You don't dance like the world no more. You don't talk like the world no more. You don't do what the world does no more. When somebody hates you, you love them. That is the kingdom you're from. Oh, Lord, mercy. Then another scripture that go with that is, For as a man thinketh in his heart, 
So is he. So does he become. If your thinking is still like the world, you're going to do what the world does to make it. See, if you're raised in a way that says, and this is true, if a man don't work, he don't eat. But if you were raised to live off the system, that's your learned behavior. You think system's supposed to take care of you. But when you're raised the right way, now don't get me wrong, when you need the system, use it. But when you don't need the system, why are you still trying to use it? And how you still try to use the system is, I got to keep my food stamps, I got to keep my Medicaid, I got to keep this, I got to keep that, I got to keep the other. So I can't work but so many hours to keep this. You are a kingdom citizen. You represent the kingdom of God. And God gives you the power to get wealth. So when you don't need the system, you get off the system. Because when you're on the system, you got to do what the system says. We don't live according to the world system. We live according to the word of God. We don't do stuff to get stuff. We just take heed to what the word of God is saying and it's given to us. He said, if you give, it's going to be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So when we do it God's way, we are going to be taken care of. God, we may not have what we want, but we got what we need. And the only thing you got to do is call on him. And say, Lord, you already know what I'm in the need of before I ask because you said that you have given me this day my daily bread. You said you haven't seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. You said you are my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want in any area. God, you said this, God. So if you said it, I believe it. So money cometh to my house because I'm living according to your word. And you're God, not man that you should lie, neither the son of God that you shall repent. Have you not said it? Shall you not do it? Have you not spoken it? Shall you not make it good? So God, you don't lie. So I have it here and now. So I'm going to thank you for what I have. That amount of money that I need is already laid in my hands. The favor surrounds me like a shield. I have favor with you. I have favor with man. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the fruit of my womb. Everything my hand touches is blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. God, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus it is mine the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away that's learned behavior how do me and my husband get so far because I changed my way of thinking I didn't look to man. I looked to God. Because when things didn't look right, I said, God, you said. When man didn't want to give their best, I said, God, you said. So I didn't have to try to put fear in man to get what I needed. Only thing I do is live according to what I say. And if I live according to what I say, God opened up the doorway of heaven and he rained down. 
Because he touches people's hearts on our behalf and say, give. Oh, we need a good God. See, whatever you learn, that's what you're accustomed to. When you learn to hold back and think that if I don't have this, I won't have this, you will never have what God has for you. Because you're trying to do it your way and not God's way. If you got learned behavior of working three, four, five jobs, then your way of getting is to do that. But if God is telling you, I'm your resource, I'm your source, this is what I want you to do, you will end up with more than you had when you were on a job. Why? Because God is not going to be like man. He's going to be above man, and they're going to know it has to be God that's doing it because there ain't no way you can do it with what you're living off of. Why? Because God is being glorified. God is being revealed in this thing. Why? Because he's Abba. He's Father. He sees. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere. So God is going to open up people's hearts. Whatever he tell me to do in I do it it's already mine because this is what God says so your mindsets have to change Philippians 4 8 and 9 said finally in conclusion or now then brothers and sisters think about focus your thoughts on fill your minds with things that are true and honorable and right just and pure and beautiful lovely and respected commendable if there is anything that is good morally excellent and worthy of praise think about focus your thoughts on fill your minds with these things do what you learn and receive and heard from me and what you saw me do and the God who gives peace will be with you This is what we have to do, Miracle Temple. Our behavior has to change because if we who we say we are in him, we don't do like the world do. We don't hold grudges just to hold them. We don't act like Jezebels to always want to be in control. We don't act stuck up, unruly, rude. We don't always get offended. Anytime you feel yourself coming at somebody, that ain't God. You need to check yourself. We need to learn God's way of being and God's way of doing. Jesus say, I only do what I see my father do. What I hear, that's what I say. What I see is what I do. Why? Because I'm taught of my father. And we have the Holy Spirit if you're born again. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things that's going to line up with the right behavior, the right way of doing things. If you're born again, you have no excuse. You ain't got no right listening to ungodly music and say you born again because God is living on the inside of you. So why are you putting that mess before his ears and say you're born again? Anything that don't represent God, we shouldn't do it. But if we fall short, we say, God, forgive me. That wasn't right. I shouldn't even have that in my house. So it's time for us to teach our children. Train them up in the way that they shall go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. 
we know what's right in the eyes of our children, even though we are not serving God. We know what is right. If your children are at a little age now and they're picking up different things, quick, fast, and in a hurry, if they can pick up an iPhone and program it quicker than you, you better start now. Because if you don't teach them when they're real little, especially in the wound and popping out, you're going to have a hard time as they get older. And when you tell them to do something, why I got to do it? You don't do it. You, the thing you're telling me not to do, you doing it. You're telling me I can't bring a boy in this house and you laying with man all the time. You have a different man every night. So why are you telling me I can't? I'm grown. Do what I say. Don't do what I do. Please. That don't even line up. So let's teach them the right way. Let's let them know what's right and what's wrong. Do you know some people get mad at you when you're trying to help their church? When I would have teenagers that I would counsel, I would get permission from their parents. One teenager told me, I like talking to you better than I like talking to my parents. Because you tell me the truth. And, and I feel the love that you have for me. But if I'm getting cussed out all the time, I say, regardless, th- those are still your parents. You honor your mother and father. And your days will be long upon this land that God giveth you. Well, they don't treat me like you do regardless. They're still your parents. The only thing I was doing was listening. And when I learned these principles, I knew how to talk to my children. I knew how to sit and listen. And the relationship that we have, I just thank God for it. Because it's a listening relationship. I remember when I wanted to spend time with my son. Couldn't spend time with him. He would go on all the time. But when he had that baby... He was taking care of that baby. But every time he can get a trip in that car, mama, daddy, can't go with y'all. We had the best conversations, the best times, and some stuff he'd be talking. But we talked, he listened, God told him what to do, told him how to do it when he did it, breakthrough. He would always listen, mama, daddy, what y'all think I should do about this? And one thing I can say about my children, if they're doing something wrong, they respect us. They won't do it in front of us. I respect that. Because they know who we represent and they know who we are. And they know what we don't allow in our homes. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. Come on and give God some glory. Do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand? Any visitors? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.